Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys listening in. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the dry, through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. I don't know, Robbie. It'd be a little weird if Brupolo was an Indianola. Yes, it would. With their Indianola... Just a, a couple of weeks ago. There you go. Got right there the, in the heart uh, the, of the Delta. The Indianola Pecan House. Yeah. Over there. Well. Which I believe are some faithful Bulldog fans over there. Well, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Indianola was a fine town. Fine town with fine people. Yes. Well, wherever you are in our great state, make sure you are drinking Strange Brew Coffee every morning. All you've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Place your order on there for uh, shipping, and they will bring it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, they got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, that's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. See, they only College Corner has the biggest and best selection of maroon and white in central Mississippi. So whatever you're looking for for yourself, for your, your car, for your house, for your tailgate, They've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. I just, I, I, hold on. We're going to have to break here for a joke. Are you ready? I just got texted a joke. You ready? Yes. What kind of pronouns does chocolate use? Oh, my God. I, I can't believe I didn't tell you this like, joke the other day. You know, you've heard it? Hershey. Hershey. I was gonna. I, when you said that, I, I swear to God, what a great when you joke. Sa- when you said that, I was about to tell that joke. It's a great joke. Congrats! I told that joke. I told that joke joke the other day at uh, our family Fourth of July deal. That's a good one. I, I wish really you would share it with me. Yeah, really okay. good dad joke. It, it's a dad joke and it's a, a, a politically incorrect joke at the same time. So it's, it covers all the bases. We're politically incorrect on the show, so it's great. We, and we're we, dads. We are. I've been known to be from time to time. Humble Taco, Startville's best Mexican restaurant over there on University Drive. When you're looking for something different, you, when you want Mexican, but you, you don't want the same old Mexican. If you're tired of the number 38 with uh, no rice, extra beans, you want to go somewhere different, you want to try something new, that's what Humble Taco is there for you. Great tacos, great Mexican dishes, but different, different. Your favorite Southern classics turned into Mexican favorites. That's why they say it's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Humble Taco over there on University Drive. Firehouse Subs. Why not Firehouse Subs for lunch today? Sounds like a great idea. Head over there right now or 
Do it the easy way. Place your order online with the Firehouse Subs app. Pick up your order. It's ready within minutes. And every time you order, you're piling up reward points so that your next sandwich can be on the house. Also, follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter. We're always giving away uh, special deals, special discounts. You never know what you're going to miss out if you aren't following them. No, I'm sorry. The uh, locations are in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. So we, we mentioned this a few weeks back, and, and we, we thought about something, and we, and we came to a conclusion. We had said we were going to start doing the 50 greatest wins in Mississippi State football history. And, and rather than do that you know, 50 days before kickoff, because you know that's what we would start that next week. Next Friday's show would be 50 days. I want to start this week, Robbie, as we talked about, because that way, game week, we're focused on the game. We're talking about Mississippi State versus Memphis. We're not looking back in time at these old games. So let's, let's get started. Nothing, and on top of it, Robbie, nothing else going on. That's right. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie was like, what are we going to talk about today? I was like, I don't know. I, you got any ideas? And he's like, what's your job? <laughs> I said it's to report and discuss the news, but there isn't any. So, but you also have to come up with hashtag content. Content. Yes. Well, I did it. So, so we're going to dive in now. If you uh, if you liked my recruiting rankings, you'll love the fact that this is all my opinions. Robbie's just kind of along for the ride here. He is free to disagree with any of my choices. Uh, he is uh, free to add his own if he feels like I missed one there towards the end. Uh, and also, you know, you, you guys are free to do the same. But these, in my opinion, uh, were the 50 best. Now, a couple of, of things to discuss. We did this once before. We did this back, oh, I don't remember when, 2011, 2012, something like that, back in the B&B show days. I actually included a loss in those, uh, in, in those games. Uh, and I, I don't know that I did 100. I, I, if I did 100, I'm pretty proud of myself. But I thought it was 50. But I included the 2008 Egg Bowl, which I still do consider to be a win for Mississippi State. They won that game in the long run. It was, it was, they were playing the long game with the Rebels in that one. It's kind of like, like Ole Miss firing Matt Luke after the 2019 right. Egg Bowl. Very similar circumstances. Um, but that said, I did not include it. So these are all wins. The other thing to consider is how many wins I had to add. I mean, I, I, like I said, I would have to go back, and I don't have that list anymore. But so many of these games are Dak Prescott era and beyond, or Dan Mullen era and beyond. So, Because this is, I mean, let's be honest, the golden, age. the golden era yeah, it really of is. Mississippi State football. I mean, before that, you had – you know, 1941, 1941 mm-hmm. and 1998, 99, 2000. I mean, there's very few seasons before the Dan Mullen era that to really write home about. Yeah. So we go from 1907 to 2021 on this. We, we span all the decades. We try, I think there's a, a win from every decade in here, except maybe the 50s. That was a pretty bereft time for Mississippi State football. But everything else I'm pretty sure is covered. And so we will just jump right into it. We got two modern-day games. When you have a top 50, I mean, when you get to 50, right, it's kind of subjective. It's like anything could be 50. There's probably 10 games I could have put here. So I took a little creative license, Robbie. I went with a personal favorite. 
I went with the 2016 Egg Bowl at number 50. Ole, Mississippi State 55, Ole Miss 20. I smile every time I think about this football game. <laughs> so let's set it up. Did you cover this game? Or are you just getting no, So I, I just moved into um, our house that we lived in mm-hmm. uh, before. And so that day I was having – I had to be home to wait on some appliances to be delivered. So I had to watch that from the house. That's the first Egg Bowl I've missed in a long time. And that's the last one I've missed too. Yeah. So – but I watched it, and then I listened to the very end on the Ole Miss radio network. <laughs> so you got the Giles touchdown. Oh, that was a, that was outstanding. So let's 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 set this game up. State's not a good team this year. Neither is Ole Miss. Ole Miss no. had been a preseason top what fifteen team, uh, but defensively their woes have finally caught up with them. And at this point in the season, Chad Kelly's hurt, and it looks like we're watching the beginning of the Shea Patterson era. And this, this is when we're th- this is when everyone is is starting to this is when all the old Miss people that were sheep on Shea Patterson and tried to act like he was the next Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. This is when they started to think, you know what, maybe he's not that good. Right. Remember, which is what everybody else was trying to say beforehand. Patterson's career started with a win in College Station. They had that huge win against Texas A&M, and then they got play Vanderbilt and Vandy beats them, and then this was Game Three. State comes in, you might remember, having lost to Arkansas in a game where the Razorbacks didn't punt. This is the, the final game of the Peter Sermon year oh, at Mississippi God. State, where defensively they were just one of the worst teams in the country. Uh, they could not stop anybody. Like I said, the week before Arkansas did not punt. State scored 42 points and still lost by 16. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald scored six touchdowns in one game. This game is the Nick Fitzgerald sort of the coming out party for him, and this is where he would announce himself as – the guy who could just dominate Ole Miss and would have done it three years in a row, if not for injury, but got two out of three. State was not favored to win this game in Oxford. I think they were a seven or eight point underdog. Ole Miss had been this team all year that you just felt like they're better than their record. They're better than their record. And then you find out this is the end that proved, no, they're just not any good. I recall very clearly, and why I was not a big fan of his at the time, uh, Bill Connolly from ESPN, Constantly had Ole Miss in his S&P top 25, and I was just like, this is obviously a flawed metric because I watch this team every week, and they're not any good. And yet you consider you know, a top 25, even when they were, you know, four and five, five and five, you know, it was just, it was just never ending with them. Um, Saturday in Oxford, 2.30 kickoff. This game was hidden. This was the game they put on the SEC network at the same time as the Iron Bowl. Nobody wanted to watch the Egg Bowl this year. Two teams with losing records. Although it had been sort of – Ole Miss, if they had won, would have been bowl eligible. State had found out that they had a high enough APR that at five and seven they would get into a bowl game. So there was a bowl game on the line at, at the very least in this game. Now let me tell you my, my, my last – one of my lasting memories of this game. As I knew coming into the game that Ole Miss could not stop the run, Robbie. They could not stop it. Everybody all season long had run up and down the field on them, starting with the first game of Florida State and Dalvin Cook. Alabama did it. Uh, Arkansas did it. Auburn did it. LSU did it. They couldn't stop the run. On the first play from scrimmage, State hands the ball off to Aris Williams, and he gets a first down. It's like 12, 13 yards, and I'm just thinking, okay, here we go. Going to be okay. 
Going to run the football right at them all day. Robbie Mullen called three straight pass plays after that, and they all went incomplete, and I nearly pulled my own eyebrows out. I was so mad. I was so mad. It's like, is this really what we're going to do? They can't stop the run, so they're just going to to throw the ball the whole game. I don't know how State got the defensive performance they did in this game. Because Ole Miss, even with Patterson, was a decent enough offensive team. They had weapons. You know, Stringfellow, Evan Ingram, who didn't play in this game. That's a, probably a big piece for Mississippi State. Him, he would have been worth some points to the Rebels. But somehow, in the, in, the, in the midst of their worst season under Dan Mullen, they played maybe their most complete game ever. And certainly their most complete game of the season and dominated Ole Miss basically start to finish in this game. I think the key was a couple of interceptions mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, because in the first half, it was kind of, you know, tit for tat. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think State had, you know, a touchdown lead uh, at the half. And, so, you know, yeah. they completely, you know, they really had kind of dominated on the offensive side of the ball after that first possession that you mentioned. They were up 20 to, I think it's 20. 20 27, to, 27 to 20. Well, but what I was going to say is they were up uh, 20 to, to – or 27 to, uh, to, to 10. And Ole Miss got a couple of late touchdowns, which came after State got a stop, and then Ole Miss ran a fake punt. State was in total control of the game. They were about to get the ball back up 17 points and about to just completely – grab control of the game. Ole Miss runs a fake punt. Remember, they had that Australian punter. Yeah. And he ran for a first down. And Ole Miss got some momentum and scored. And you're right, it was 27-20 going into the half. They had back-to-back scoring drives. They had had two two long drives. Um, where and they got a you know field goal right Double before the half. My math on all this. Go ahead though. You're you're correct. It was 27 to 10 after Malik Deer had that that touchdown reception, you know, he, th- mm-hmm. he had the little celebration where he presented it a home run. And, um, you well, know, State on. was really kind of dominating there. That, that, he didn't pretend to hit a home run in that celebration. So what he did was he threw up the, oh, land, the, shark the land shark and, and ripped it off bat. and then hit it out of the park. That's right. That's right. I forgot <laughs> about that. got to get the whole celebration in there. There, yeah, was, I, there was a lot of that going on in that game, Brian. I mean, everybody yeah. was pulling it out, man. Um, that play, yeah, by the so, way, that was the first time I saw that play. State ended up running it a few more times under Mullen where Fitzgerald would roll out like he's going on a QB sweep. One of the receivers would block and then release. They scored a touchdown on here, and they scored a touchdown in the next year against LSU with it. Dedrick Thomas yeah. scored a touchdown. Keith, really well-designed I thought that was play. Keith. I thought that was Keith Mixon that did that. Mixon was a different play. Long, action pass. This, one, this one was Dedrick Thomas. Okay. okay. But this, in this game, well, it's Malik Deer. So, you know, this game was kind of, you know, back and forth. And then State really got the upper hand. The defense in the second half was really the difference from Mississippi yeah. State, which was really give weird. A point. Exactly. You know, it was really weird that it worked out that way because, I mean, if you look at the stats, State had 566 yards of offense to 528 of Ole Miss. Yeah. And, you know, it's not – you know, Ole Miss had 31 first downs and State's 23. Mm-hmm. But – State was just gashing them on the ground. This was the most. This was one of the most dominant rushing attacks I've ever seen in a single game from Mississippi State. So you 40, mentioned forty-seven carries, four hundred and fifty-seven yards. Yeah, almost. They averaged ten yards a rush. They averaged a first first down every time they ran the ball, 
and they just could not stop Nick Fitzgerald and Arius Williams. Like it was just, it was just murder, like so, right in front of our eyes. Like we were watching someone get murdered. And the most impressive thing about that was Fitzgerald and Williams lost mm-hmm. a total of three yards. Yeah, they, they were never stopped in the backfield. State's offensive line had a field day. You mentioned interceptions. In the first half, there was a key one by uh, Jamal Peters, who a guy yeah. I've given some grief to through the years. Easily his biggest play as a Bulldog. They, they tried to throw a fade into the end zone. He covered it up beautifully and intercepted it, and State would go on to score off of that, uh, off of that turnover. Ole Miss in this game, I think, went for it on fourth down inside the MSU 30 twice and didn't get it. One was a play where they tried to run the ball, and Leo Lewis stepped up and stopped the play. This is, of course, Leo Lewis's first trip to Oxford uh, after everything that had happened. So he had a huge game in this game. The other time was on fourth and whatever, fourth and two, fourth and three, they tried to run a, 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 a fade pattern, typical, very typical Hugh Freeze, to try to throw the ball deep on fourth and three and didn't get it, and Mississippi State took over there. So, I mean, you have 520, 566 yards for Ole Miss. I mean, you would think – or sorry, 528 yards. That should automatically uh, include itself into more than 20 points, but it didn't. Yeah. Early it in was, this game – go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it was really just the stops by State's defense that was the difference in this game. I think Ole Miss had the firepower – and the capability to to stick with Mississippi State offensively, at least into the 40s. I don't know if they would have scored 50-something points, but, you know, they, they had the ability to do that, but they just they kept coming up empty. And State made them pay. I mean, almost every possession they were making them pay uh, for not being able to cash in. And that second half, com- the complete shutout, and even got a, you know, a pick six from Cedric Giles to end it. The two interceptions were huge. Um, you know, I, the, the pick six really wouldn't have made a huge difference, but, you know, it, it, make, it makes us a 35-point game when Ole right. Miss was kind of trying to drive down the field and, and score yeah. a touchdown there. So Fitzgerald, is, you know, you, you, th- you, think you've, you think you've heard, you know, David Kellum be, you know, somber before. You've never heard him as somber as he was on that pick six. I mean, I, I, I was riding down the road and I hear – Oh, and there's a there's an interception. Cedric Giles, good for him. He's taken off down the sidelines, and <laughs> you know that's a guy that's been around for a while from Mississippi State. There he goes into the end zone. That's a touchdown. Well, there you go. Nice of him. Yeah. So Fitzgerald in this game has some weird stats. First off, in this game, I thought that Aris Williams was going to break State's single game rushing record, and then Fitzgerald took over with on the back of two long runs, a seventy yard run where he didn't score and then a 61-yard touchdown run that really sort of broke the game open uh, for Mississippi State. He ended up scoring twice on the ground, and he threw three touchdowns in this game. Listen to the stat line for passing. Eight of 17 for 109 yards and three touchdowns. So he only completed eight passes, and three of them went for scores. Fred Ross, who was State's leading receiver in this game, had one catch in the game. But it was a huge catch that broke – that you know gave State the, the momentum back after Ole Miss had cut the lead to seven – State goes for it on a fourth and three, throws it to Ross on a crossing pattern. He takes it 38 yards for the score. Uh, Donald Gray had the most catches in the game. He and Jordan Thomas each had two. So not a day. This was a day, you know, I go back to what I said early. I said I, you know, State threw the ball three times on the first, uh, the first drive. After that, they only threw it 14 more times. State carried that- the ball 47 times in this game for 457 yards, as you said a second ago. Not quite always run, never pass like 
we saw in Florida. Close enough to make me happy, but yeah, very close. Very close. Um, Fitzgerald was just absolutely dominant on the ground. One thing, when you have a bad defense, a mobile quarterback is the worst thing in the world to you, because mm-hmm. then you, you, when you don't you don't get them past the line, you know they're just going to run. Fitzgerald was incredible in this game. I remember leaving thinking, you know, that if he can be, improve as a passer. State's really got something here. The, the the bad news is he didn't really improve as a passer, but he stayed the elite runner all three years he was the starter uh, for Mississippi State. This was one of the most surprising results uh, that I can remember, to be totally honest with you. I, you think back to, to Egg Bowls, usually the favorite wins. You know, most of the time, the favorite is going to win this game, You know, especially when you're talking about a team that's like a touchdown favorite. And this was, you know, the state team had just been so bad defensively. I couldn't have imagined. If you had told me state was going to score 55, and we're like, well, gosh, they probably lost like 70 to 55 or something like that. Coming in, I could not have imagined State only giving up 20 points uh, to the Rebels on the state. And the Cedric Giles touchdown to me, Robbie, just the absolute cherry on top of the Sunday to watch Cedric Giles score in front of a basically empty Vaught Hemingway Stadium, uh, and uh, and and put put up the double nickel on 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 the Rebels in the, in this game. Just just a, a great win for Mississippi State. They end up being able to extend their bowl streak uh, and, you know, go from there. And, and the other thing people don't – people forget sometimes, this was Hugh Freeze's last game as the head coach at Ole Miss, which I never could have told you prior to this game. You know, I, I remember when he got fired, I remember thinking, his last game was that Egg Bowl. That's his final game at Ole Miss is losing 55-20 on his home field to, to Dan Mullen in Mississippi State. I guarantee Mullen took a little satisfaction in that. You lose by 35 points on your own field to a then four-win Mississippi State team. Mullen's worst. And you follow that up by getting canned because they found some uh, numbers. Dirty on laundry. I mean, what a, what a fall from grace from Hugh Freeze, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. We don't know that her name was Grace. Yeah. Yikes. No? 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 Nothing? I can't? Oh, come on now. <laughs> this was a, a – a, uh, this was, you know, in terms of fun, Robbie, this was one of the most fun games I ever went to. Because Ole Miss I – think, I think Ole Miss took the lead first. Let me double-check that. I think they went up 3 nothing. And am I right? Yeah, they went up 3 nothing, And then State never trailed after that. They just they took control. They ran the ball so effectively. I love uh, back you know, back then, especially. I loved it when when state would just get control of the running game and just gash teams like this. Normally, it would happen against FCS teams. You didn't expect it to be in an SEC game. You certainly wouldn't expect it in the Egg Bowl. But they just kept going and going with the run game. Like I said, Aris Williams had a huge day. A couple of touchdowns, almost two hundred yards rushing. Fitzgerald breaks Booby Dixon's single game rushing record, two fifty eight. That, that record looks pretty safe for a long, long time with Mike Leach in charge. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be getting up around the 250 mark uh, anytime soon. So just a fun game, a, a good game, a good win for Mississippi State. Always good to beat Ole Miss. Always good to beat them on the road in front of their home fans. And uh, to do such a, in such a dominating fashion, it, deserve, it deserved a spot on my top 50, I thought. 
Yeah, I, you know, this was this was a really good win for State. And like you said, I mean, just to get bowl eligible and keep that streak going was big. I mean, this win got them to five wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, so and the only reason they got into a bowl game, we all—I mean, we all thought that, that was it. We, most of us, didn't think they were going to get a bowl game until you know maybe a week or two later, and it, it started to become apparent that that APR was going to help get them in. But yeah, it was just huge for Mississippi State to get that Egg Bowl win first of all, and get get it get the trophy back because they had lost the, the previous year, previous two, and yeah, that's right, they lost in fourteen as well. So it was just big to to make sure you didn't get that that third straight loss. I agree. We'll see if it kind of plays out similarly this year. It's a good point. Could be very similar for Mississippi State coming off of back to back losses, and I don't think that this I don't think state season is going to play out the same way as it did in 2016. But the Egg Bowl could play out. I don't think any MSU fans would say no to a 35 point win over Lane Kiffin and the boys on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. No, they would take it all day. I think they would. All right, let's move on into our second game of the uh, the countdown. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, if you're putting something on the grill, make sure that it's beef. Grab some steaks, grab some burgers, or go all the way with it. Grab a brisket, grab a, grab a tri-tip, man. Make some kebabs. Or, hey, if you're staying inside, you know, maybe a big pot of spaghetti, something like that. You know, I wouldn't go chilly. This isn't chilly weather. Chili at this time, uh, no, nah, I wouldn't go there. But, no, no, no. You, you, know, you can't eat chili this early. Yeah, is, you know, we got to let the leaves change a little bit of that, but still. Maybe some you're... rotel with some beef in it. Oh, nah, now we're talking. We'll, we'll, we'll smoke queso. No, that'll work. Ooh, now you, now you got my attention, Robert Ball. All these are great ideas, and they're all possible with beef. Head to your local grocery store, head to your butcher shops, and get beef for this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. doesn't look like I'm going to make it uh, three days in a row for two brothers. I, I just I don't think it's going to happen. It's too bad. I would have I would have gone for it. You know, but sometimes two, uh, the the absence makes, will make the heart grow fonder. fonder. So maybe yeah. maybe this will make your love stronger. I, I don't know that my love for two brothers could be any stronger. We have an unbreakable bond. Me and the smoke wings. Yeah, so delicious. And I had the pork rind nachos, and I hadn't had those in a while, and I'd forgotten how good they are. So you might be right. You, know, may, you may be onto something there, just you know, staying away for a little while. Well, I don't encourage you to stay away. I encourage you to head over to Two Brothers if you're in Starkville this weekend or anytime you're here in Starkville. And if you live in Starkville, man, that should be a once-a-week occurrence for you. Heading over to Two Brothers and getting some smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems makes it really simple. It doesn't get any easier than great products and great service. That's why every business promises that. But who delivers on that promise? Well, when I tell you that Advantage Business Systems has been around for 47 years, that should be a pretty good indicator that they know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. They know how to treat their customers. When you need technology at your business, Advantage Business Systems has the best deals, the best names, and the best prices. And when something goes wrong, they have the best service because they're dealing with you here in Mississippi. You're a Mississippi business. They're in Mississippi business. It's just like doing business with your neighbor. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right. One, one more game to do today, and that's going to be from the 2021 season. That's the 2021 Mississippi State win over the Auburn Tigers. Final score in that one, Mississippi State 43, Auburn 34. Now this game doesn't start. It doesn't start out like one. 
that's going to be on the uh, greatest game ever list. Uh, as we all know, this is the greatest comeback in Mississippi State history uh, in terms of numbers. Bulldogs down 28-3 to with 6-10 to go in the second quarter. The, the first quarter and a half of this game, Robbie, might be the absolute worst Mississippi State has played under Mike Leach. And that is saying something, considering there have been a couple stinkers. There were certainly some stinkers this first year. They were just getting absolutely run off the field. And I, one thing that I remember about this game very clearly as I watched it from home was the sideline reporter, and God bless her, I don't remember her name. She said that I think it was at this point it's 14-3 to three when she makes this comment that Mike Leach was telling his team, just keep doing what we're doing. They can't stop us. And I'm just like, you've gone crazy, old man. Like, what, what, what do you mean they can't? That's backwards. We can't stop them is what you meant to say. 28 to three, Robbie. How close were you to saying, I got better things to do today? Uh, that I think I said I've got better things to do today in the first quarter. That was before <laughs> it was 28 Here, Here's where the game turned, Brian. The touchdown right before the half. Yeah. Had to have getting, it. Getting that touchdown won the ball game. Because they get that touchdown, and you get the ball out of halftime, and you score again. Mm-hmm. And then you start to believe a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you get a stop. Then you start, score again, and it's a, it's a touchdown ball game. Now it's, a, now it's an avalanche. Going into the fourth quarter, and you, yeah. and you feel like you got the momentum. And see, what, what really kind of – I think what really added fuel to the fire for Mississippi State at halftime, you know, when they get up 28-3, to three, the, the student section starts emptying out. Mm-hmm. There was like it was an 11 a.m. game. Yes, and so you know students are like, "This is a snoozer." 28 to three. We don't want to watch this. Right. So they start they start leaving, and then the the rest of the crowd is just kind of dead because the game's over. Mm-hmm. And then Bo Nix gets hurt. It was just a, it, really it was just a disaster for Auburn. Everything that didn't need to happen happened, mm-hmm. and Mississippi State took full advantage of it. And that fourth quarter was just unreal. I mean, they just they. What Mike Leach said was correct. They could not stop Mississippi State down the stretch. It was, it was very similar to that um, that Ole Miss game that we just talked about, but mm-hmm. on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, passing, yeah. It, you know, four hundred fifteen passing yards. Will Rogers was incredible. Forty four for fifty five, six touchdowns, no interceptions. That might have been one of the best single performances by a quarterback passing that Mississippi State's ever had. I mean, it was. Oh, it for was, sure. It was nearly flawless after the first quarter. For sure, yeah, no question about that. That 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 was that's one of the top five easily for for, for Mississippi State. Um, and you mentioned that you know that touchdown, Makai Polk catches it, minute fifty five to go. And then not only offensively but defensively, the second half they were just so complete. Auburn couldn't do anything. State state scores forty unanswered. I mean, you that is something you never hear of in college football ever. It's wild and. They just could not be stopped. Jameer Calvin with a couple of touchdowns. Makai Polk catches a second touchdown. Malik Heath, who hadn't played in a couple of weeks, came back and had a really good game uh, in this game. I think he, you know, especially when Ra Ra Thomas went down with injury, he came in and made some some big catches. This was a good game for Malik Heath. You mentioned Rodgers, just just flawless. It's so fun to watch. So let's see here. I mean, this was heading for a blowout for Mississippi State. Oh, Auburn got a late touchdown that didn't matter. 
Yeah, they score with three minutes to go, make it 43-34. State had the ball uh, in, in, in Auburn territory when the game wrapped up. State could have easily put up another touchdown and gotten the 50, but, but uh, he, did, he went against it, did Mike Leach. I thought that you, you mentioned the biggest play is the, uh, the, the touchdown before the half. I, I would normally agree with you. I'll play devil's advocate just because I want to. I think the biggest play is the block field goal. State has scored yeah. a couple touchdowns. They've gotten back into the game. Then Auburn drives down, gets a big play, gets into MSU territory, and then a field goal gets blocked. I think if Auburn block, kicks that field goal there, they might be able to reestablish something. And, and, and I don't know that the game goes the exact same way, but, but State gets the block. It was Cam Young who blocked it. Uh, Martin Emerson recovered it. And then from there, MSU just completely takes over the game and, and, and wins it comfortably, easily. This isn't a big... They were down 28-3, to three and it ended up being what I would term a pretty easy win for the Bulldogs. Um, didn't turn the ball over the whole game. The only turnover for Auburn was uh, late in the game, was a fumble that was recovered. Uh, oh, gosh. No, it wasn't a fumble. I'm sorry. It was an interception on a fake punt. Yeah. Jalen Green uh, with, with that. So Th- this, was, this was one of those games where you realize how bad – of a coach Brian Harson is. Yeah, he, he 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 did not coach well in this game. And that that field goal um you're talking about, that that absolutely was a turning point because State had gotten the game to 5. Mm-hmm. That takes it which it still would have been a one possession game, but it relinquishes a little bit of that momentum. Right. And you 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 know you, you're still playing catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Instead, they get the block field goal and then go right down the field and score and it goes from a you know, you're still probably going to be down in the ball game till you have the lead. Right. And when State had the lead, they were not going to lose it. Yeah. Just this was the game, and I remember very clearly saying this on Sports Talk on that Monday. It's like, here it is. We've been looking for the air raid for a year and a half. Here it is. This is what it looks like when it's at when it's clicking. When it's at its best, this is what it looks like. It can't be stopped. Rogers was an absolutely in the zone. I thought this was a better game for him for him than the Kentucky game where he was 36 of 39. I just felt like, I mean, 44 of 55 is incredible, especially when you're playing. I mean, you already know State wants to to pass the football. You know that coming into the game. Then they fall behind by 25 points. They've got nothing left to do but pass at that point. And yet Rodgers kept finding open receivers, kept finding guys in the soft spots in the zones. And then when he got into the red zone, he was deadly. I mean, look at all of these touchdown passes. There's not a bomb in there, right? He's finding guys in a crowded end zone, four yards, three yards, three yards, six yards, three yards, six yards. So, I mean, think about Auburn dropping guys into coverage. They got the, 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 the end zone, the back of the end zone is an extra defender, and Rodgers is still finding these soft spots everywhere. This, to me, was his best game of the season, uh, and, and he just played really, really well. And then defensively, like we mentioned, at 28 to three, my guess is you could have cooked an egg on Zach Arnett's forehead. He mm-hmm. had to have been hot. But then his team just completely turns it around. They start finding ways to get pressure on Bo Nix. They start mixing things up and, 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 and giving all these, uh, getting all these uh, uh, big plays. Another big play in this game that people forget is the targeting call. State gets the ball late. They have the ball in, the, in Auburn territory. Look like they're going to put the game away. But Auburn is still in the game at this point. The, the game is it's 36-28 when that play, when that is called. Auburn defender launches head first into Will Rogers. And I remember watching this. And obviously, I have some homer tendencies that I have to fight. 
But I remember watching that play live and it's like, are they going to, are they going to call targeting on that? That was targeting. And then you watch the replay. And I remember Jordan Rogers was fighting against it, but the Auburn defender clearly jumped into Will Rogers head first. And he just it was a clear that. targeting by the rule. Right. And so State gets it, it was, I, first I down. was shocked. I was shocked how, you know, adamant the announcers were about that. And it that. wasn't targeting. Yeah. It's crazy. And it was clearly targeting. Clearly. Clearly. And so State gets the ball back. And then on the next, I think it's the next play, they throw into the end zone to Malik Keith and he scores a touchdown that puts the game away. This was the game that, you know, think about Mississippi State's season up to this point, right? You have the awful loss to, to Memphis. You have, the, you have to come back to beat Louisiana Tech, which at that time was the biggest comeback in MSU history, down 20. You play terribly against LSU and you lose. But then you beat Texas A&M. You're like, okay, well, what's going on there? Then Alabama absolutely crushes you. Then you play uh, Kentucky. You play really well. Okay, that's good. You go up to Arkansas and you lose that heartbreaking game up there. The season just been so up and down. This was like the first time I think people were really, really excited about the air raid offense. It was like, okay, if it's going to be like that every week, sure, I can, I can get behind. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this was uh, this was a big, big game for Mississippi State and for fans that are kind of wishy washy on on Mike Leach to to have a team go to a, a place like Auburn against a team that was playing really well and show that no matter what the deficit is, you know, at 28 to 3 to come back and do that. I think that's given people hope that big things can happen for Mississippi State in the air raid. How about uh, you know, the the uh, the four-star defensive lineman JJ Pegues with uh two tackles in this game. That's why he's a five-star transfer. I mean, totally honest with you. Can't can't wait to see the damage he creates uh, this upcoming season in Oxford. Sarcasm. So, those are our first two games on the countdown. We have Mississippi State 55, Ole Miss 20. That's number 50. Number 49, Mississippi State uh, 43, Auburn 34 from last season, 2021. We will do two more games on Monday's show. That'll catch us up for, for Sunday. And then we'll just sort of go from there as, as we move right along uh, through this countdown. So it should be fun. Gives us gives us something extra to talk about every week. And it's some, some fun memories uh, to relive. I'm, I'm excited about it. All right, guys. want you to have a great weekend. Try to stay uh, cool. Don't set your air conditioning at 79, as we discussed yesterday on Sports Talk Mississippi. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday morning. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. You are beautiful on the inside. You are innocence personified. And I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.